Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning into this episode of the World Through Electro Specs podcast. Um, I don't normally do these weird intros in the beginning, but I'm feeling like doing it now. Just as a fair warning, this is easily, by far, the longest episode we've recorded of the podcast. It's about an hour and a half long. Now, I thought about cutting it into multiple episodes, um, possibly cutting it in half, but I really don't want to because this episode was one of the best episodes we've had. We were joined by a very awesome guest that I'm very humbled to have the surreal experience of, of actually having a conversation with. I don't know. It's just, it's been so long. I'm, it's, I, I'm just now getting off that kind of high ride of, of being around people that I enjoy and talking about things I'm passionate about. That energy, that oomph, the chutzpah that comes from that. And I, I just... Having the recording at this point with a conversation like this, having the recording for the show is a bonus. It's a it's a cherry on top. It's being a part of the conversation when it happened really honestly was the real experience here. So that being said, I'm glad that I do have the recording and I can share it with you guys. Um, and I will be trying to fix whatever audio issues I had um, while recording and making it as clean as possible for the release. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy the third and final episode of the Bumblebee 2018 trailer analysis this week, joined by P.L. things I love most about filmmaking and storytelling is sharing our experiences, sharing our stories with other people. Action. It's a way of connecting with people. Travis started a business that was very successful, like as a cutting-edge stop-motion animation company. Obviously, with Travis's background in animation, he has an incredible sense of being able to see a drawing on the page brought to life. At Leica, we try to find an artful balance of darkness and light and intensity and warmth and humor and heart. The idea of being able to bring that kind of philosophy to Bumblebee was really exciting. What's your name? I was a child of the 80s. I grew up loving those classic Spielbergian coming-of-age tales. And that was something that I wanted to bring to Bumblebee. We get to go back in time with Bumblebee and see where he came from and see him in his original form. Travis is taking the story back to the beginning, set in the time period where I first fell in love with Transformers. To take this big, expansive franchise and to focus in on a corner of that canvas, we really get to understand who Bumblebee is and why people love him. This is why you're here, B. Ba weep grana weep ninny bong, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the World Through Electro Specs podcast. My name is Caleb. And I'm Pete. And I'm Ben. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, yeah, okay, that was going to be my first question. Was, I've, I've wanted to know for so long how, oh, how to say it. How to say it, yeah, I'm sure you get asked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's, it's, it's I say Piaw. Apparently, that's how I remembered it from Return to Oz. Apparently, in the, in the movie, they actually say Piog. But, oh, Is well. Is that where it's from? Yeah, it's from Return to Oz. Gotcha. I'm going to stop right there because it'll be a good uh, background. So, <clears throat> Piaw. That's, yeah. That is not 
that you know what? I think at one point I remember watching a Optobotomus video where he pronounced it that way, and I was like, "That doesn't sound right." But no, he was right. He was right. <laughs> yeah, I used to talk to him more often than I do now. But <clears throat> all right, so this uh, this episode we are. I think this is going to be our last episode on the Bumblebee trailers. Um, I don't think we're going to be spending uh, two or three episodes uh, focusing on a specific trailer or a series of trailers in the show moving forward. Uh, I feel like that we can't really afford to do that because there's so many trailers out. There's so many trailers coming out that we want to analyze. But uh, it's a good kickoff, and and being huge Transformers fans, it's kind of hard not to spend forever talking about the stuff that we're seeing in these trailers. So it won't be the norm, but this will definitely be uh, the last episode of the Bumblebee trailers. Not sure what we're going to cover next. Uh, We'll figure that out later though. Uh, So this particular episode, we're going to focus on characters, specifically the robots, the robot (laughs) characters. Um, Because there, I mean, it's, there are human characters, but we're going to find out who they are in the movie, and they're probably very fresh characters without a whole lot of uh, predetermined background, where the robot characters, on the other hand, we're, we're, we know a lot about them, most of them, actually. Uh, we know that they come from a rich history of multiple different versions of the same character over multiple different uh, dimensions and continuums and different mediums. So it's a much more interesting conversation talking about them than talking about John Cena's acting career. Um, but, uh, first, uh, so I, I did want to cover a few things for, uh, start off, uh, kind of some orders of business before we kind of jump into that conversation. Um, one of them (laughs) was figuring out how to, uh, properly pronounce the name. Uh, but Ben, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and, uh, it'll kind of explain why we've, we've brought you on for this episode. Okay, so so YouTube, what I do, not what I do out in the real world. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you can talk uh, about that too. I, I, I mean, I eat pizza. I make a sandwich every now and then. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do uh, Transformer video reviews on YouTube. Um, it's been 11 years now. A little over 11 years now. Um, which, God, I can't believe it. I, and I remember, because again, it all started because... Um, my daughter had just been born in September of 2006. And then that Christmas, my friend John at work came walking in. He had gotten a flip camera. His, his wife had gotten him a flip camera. And, I, and, and again, having a newborn, having parents living across the country, I looked at that and I'm like, oh, the, they're, they're not super expensive. I should get one of those. That way I can film my daughter and very easily plug in the computer, share the video with my mom and dad who don't get to see her that often, which is the whole reason I bought it. And then uh, a few months later was when uh, they started getting all the really cheap uh, animated toys on eBay. Where it was like, buy them for a dollar with $19 shipping. So you get the $20 figure for $20 shipped to your house, you know, like type of deals. And so I started doing that and I, I started watching. That's, I started watching video reviews and they were always, because of YouTube's setup at the time, they were always like broken up into like three, five minute chunks where you had to just keep uh, clicking on other videos because yeah. there was a time limit to how much you could upload. And, uh, and so I was getting some stuff early. People were asking me about how do they work or what does this part do? And I just said, you know what? I've got that flip camera. 
I can shoot some video reviews and these are simple enough that I think I can do it in under five minutes. So you get the whole thing without having to watch part one, part two, part three with some of these people that were doing these longer videos. And that's how it started. And I've been doing it ever since. I've I've gone way over five minutes a few times, but (laughs) (laughs) a few times. What'd you say, Pete? Oh, no, I was just saying early adopter then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was I was one of the first couple. Uh, I think I think it was me and Paul and Sean. There was a uh, Diancis, I think was his name, a British guy across the pond. Know, the sub- yeah. Sorry, I I know oh, Paul is uh Paul is optimist. Who's Sean? Is that M- Sean? Is Sean Long? Yeah. Oh, Sean Long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who's Mgo? Um, I think I don't know. I think his name's Emilio. Yeah, he came. He came. Okay. In, he came in not long after like he uh, but 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 a few months like several months after after it kind of started and there and i'm sure there were some other than though then it wasn't just us i mean like there were clearly other people out there doing that which is because mm-hmm. i was like i said i was watching videos uh and, and was like i can do these faster than this um and uh but yeah so i i don't remember who the who it all started but it, it was back when youtube was not what it is today <laughs> it's a different yeah. world today. Yeah. Um. So you, uh, we don't, you don't have to dive into your real life at all. That's not the only question that I have. Uh, I don't have any problem with that. I don't. <laughs> well, uh, the only question that I kind of had was, um, um, as far as uh, a while ago, you released uh, some video reviews of, I believe it was Lost Planet. It was some Lost Planet. Uh, figures and it seemed I was under the impression through those videos it seemed that you were somehow related to the company or worked for the company that made those figures. I did for a while. Um, it was Lost Planet was actually um, a subset I don't know, uh, of uh, Mastermind Creations. Ah, um, they were trying to. They were. They were getting. They, they got life. They got a couple licenses and were doing officially licensed figures. Gotcha. Um, for a while. And so, and like, and I thought that was going to go somewhere. I thought that was going to be bigger, but like, I don't know how well those lost planet figures sold. Like they're neat. Like, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, like it was, it was just a bunch of like little GI Joe-esque action figures. I don't know how, like there were some neat mechs. There were some neat concepts coming out for it. But as far as I know, like, I know they talked about making that hardball or the big mech. Um, and I don't know if that ever actually got produced. I know that they had the little ski mech that came out, like the little ride along, and uh, it was it was like like a like a snowmobile type mech came out. Um, but I, I don't know if that took off. I don't know. I, I haven't heard about it. Like I've still got a bunch of them sitting in my closet. Based on the reviews you did, they seemed really uh, high quality. They seemed uh, like they were the same kind of quality you would expect from the uh the three and three quarter inch uh black series uh star wars line where yeah, they, they maybe smaller. even a little better than that they were they were small little dudes but they came with some really good accessories they came great with ability uh, great paint jobs. yeah they were really posable like and, and like i said the little transforming uh jet ski thing was cool or a snowmobile i guess and they had some neat designs. I just don't think people bought them. I don't know if it was the marketing. I don't know if it was just, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. So, How well, that? sorry. How long ago was that? that those- uh, it was, geez, 
2013, 2014, maybe. So it, it was about the the height of the Transformer films then. Yeah. Uh, height? <laughs> <laughs> Questionable. Yeah. Well, this is this is going to revive it, let's hope, right? I certainly hope so. I, I mean, I, I, as well as I feel a lot of other people, I, I'm not one to just completely take a crap on, on the live-action Michael Bay movies because I still appreciated them for what they were, and kind of like Star Wars, where it's like, I'm a, I'm a diehard Transformers fan, even if it's crap, I'm still going to enjoy it, and I'm still going to appreciate it, and I'm still going to defend it, because it is what it is, and it is what we're getting. But um, I, I, I'm one of the few people that actually enjoyed Revenge of the Fallen, you know? So I don't know where the, the – I feel like the peak of the live-action Transformers films is kind of uh, – it's an opinion and not necessarily a time period, but yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I really think that this Bumblebee film is just going to breathe so much life into the Transformers franchise. Absolutely. Uh, I hope it does. I hope it does. It looks like it's going to be fun. And I love I love the new art style they're going with. I'm still really confused as to how it relates to the other movies because. Right. Well, Ben, uh, short short or not short, what's your uh, reaction to the Bumble- Bumblebee trailer? Are there any specifics that kind of stick out to you that you're really excited about? Um, and that might be a nice segue into the, some of the characters then too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I tweeted a little bit out when it, when when the first one hit. Um, I really one of the things I really like is that whole scene where she brings him into the garage is very oh. evocative of the comics. You know, when Buster brought him home from the battle, leaking from the, from the movie theater, the drive-in battle. No, I, um, just got, I just got goosebumps when you explained that. I that did was, too. Yeah. One of my uh, birthday gifts one year was I, ha- I owned a couple of the copies of the originals. Uh-oh, what happened here? Sorry. I owned a couple copies of the originals, but... Um, uh, I never actually owned a full collection, uh, and uh, one of my gifts for a birthday one year was uh, that my girlfriend Haley got me was the uh, volume one of the original comics, and I, I remember that that happening. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I actually got. I've, I had to go back and rebuy some. I remember picking up. I missed issue one. I remember picking up issue two in the comic shop. Well, not not in the comic shop, but in the bookstore. Uh, at the mall, I picked up issue two way back in the day and was reading it. I've actually got, I've, I've got everything from the beginning of Marvel. I don't have any of the UK stuff. I don't have the, the UK specific comics, but mm-hmm. everything that's been released in the States from the beginning of Marvel all the way through. I don't have Optimus Prime 25 yet, but all the way through Unicron number six, I've got them all over here in long boxes. Wow. Nice. Fantastic. So, so, so that was the, that was the moment in that trailer. You're like, oh man, this is it. Or, or that, was it collectively other things? Or there, there, there's, some, there's a lot of other stuff that I like. like I said the, that that was where I was just kind of like, oh, great, nice, they're doing this, um, and I like that. Um, I'm trying to think the uh, the shot of confirming that Shatter and Dropkick are triple changers. Oh, I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I, I like that he actually has a visible face under the car and vehicle mode well yeah we since we, uh, that's been a joke for so long we talked about that for last episode uh last episode it's it feels like an homage to the toys because it's like yeah. a lot of times you'll have the head just kind of poking out of the bottom of the uh vehicle mode yeah that's why that's why that's the best part of the rising i liked it too i thought that was funny um i don't know it just seems like not really character specific but like i felt like every time even when there was a big 
action scene at night in that trailer, I could I could tell what was going on. Like it wasn't just a jumble. <laughs> oh, sure, right, right. Because I, I just finally got around to watching the last night. I am so sorry. Like just a couple of months ago, and oh my god, that was a garbage fire of a movie. I yeah, I see. I wanted to like it so bad. Uh, it's I was I believe the way I described it uh, our recent episode or the episode before that when we were talking about this was I like I will still appreciate and defend the live action films even though a lot of people don't like it because like I said earlier it's it's Transformers and I'll be on board no matter what happens but when the last night came out I was like guys you're not making this easy on me I'm trying to like this yeah yeah well another thing we mentioned too Ben when we we're uh checking it out last episode was the uh transformation so the uh um the, the CGI graphics as they transform uh specifically Bumblebee it was really interesting how, um, you know, the car parts would morph into the robot parts, you know, kind of echoing back to the cartoon. We thought that was really right. great. The, most, mostly the Michael Bay films, it seemed like if they had a large car port, car part that needed to uh, sh- become a different size, they would just break it into smaller pieces. Where in this movie, right. it seems like they're allowing a little bit more room for the artistic ability to kind of shape shift the parts a little bit. Yeah, I, I can see that, and I'm, I'm again, I'm fine with that. I mean, we're already talking about robots who change shape. I'm not, you're not going <laughs> right. to make me mad if if some quarter panel is like you know three inches shorter than it was when you started. Right. Yeah. So now, now, do you have a favorite character? It, we're going to put you on the spot. Ooh, wait, this might be a loaded question. Being being specifically uh, from the movies or overall yeah, Transformers mythos. I, I mean, don't know, Caleb. What do you think? Should we put parameters on that? Um. Mm, I would say overall. Let's go overall, just completely. Overall, entire Transformers universe. Yeah, first right. character that pops to mind. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> That's why I said that, because it's putting you on the spot. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do kind of like Hound. Mm. Um, okay, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw it this Tiger way. Hawk, um, if you, it's hard, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. You just pick one. They're out. They all have their special uniqueness. So. And also, just the different versions of them over the different mediums over the decades. You know, yeah, it's hard to. So, if you had to pick, so if we specified it, not necessarily on an era, but if we said pick a favorite character in a specific era, you know, so you're so like Generations Hound might be your favorite over a Classics Bumblebee or something. You know, gotcha. So I'll, I'll throw mine out. I'll throw mine out really quick because okay. I'm just. I have to. I don't know why. I'd like the classic Megatron when he turned into the blaster pistol and would float through the air. <laughs> that was. I was like always like amazed by that. And like a giant two story robot that turned into a pistol. Yeah. 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 Again, yeah. shifting. There was always that. Like I have to say, like some of not, not everyone has been a real winner, but I thought they did. Megatron a little bit of a of a of a beneficial service when they made him a tank whether it was mm. the green tank from G, from G2 or just just in general because it allows them to keep for the most part they've gone all, off off script a little bit but like it allows them for the most part to keep a very G1 Megatron robot mode silhouette with the big and a reason for the big cannon on his arm mm-hmm. and yet turn into something that that was one of the one. I mean, it, it was kind of unique, but also one of my biggest issues with 
Megatron in G1 was he was the big bad guy and yet he transformed into something that like he needed somebody else to pick up and shoot you know like <laughs> yeah and, and and I feel like making him a tank it makes him more into that destructive force although yeah I I can see an argument the other way saying like but that's what makes him unique as a bad guy leader was that he wasn't like just smashing and crashing like he needed to have subordinate you know I don't know yeah yeah but right, uh yeah a- was was G two G two was the first time he was a tank, right? As far as I know, yeah. And then they they did that in I believe Armada. He was a tank as well. Yeah, he's he's been a tank more or less. Like he's been a spaceship, I think, a couple of times. He was a he was kind of a futuristic V twenty two Osprey in the uh, yeah. animated show. Yeah. Which I thought that design, I thought that design and that character, how they handled his character in that show, how they did the reveal and kind of the bringing him back to, I, I I'm actually a huge fan of of the Transformers animated show. I yeah, I am really too. I, I thought it was good. The art style is a little Tartakovsky ish. Uh, a lot of times people will just kind of look at it and go, "Why would you watch that? It looks so weird." But I I loved it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was well written. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So all right. So I'm that being throw, said, that's gonna, we're already into character stuff. One. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw another one at Ben though. So okay, now we're going to even put you on this. Well, I am anyhow. Caleb, all right. what are you doing? <laughs> uh, let's just move to the live action films. Okay, mm. so um, I was so disappointed to see Megatron not really have like a form besides his you know bad bad guy robot kind of that was always around. But uh, if you had to pick someone from the live action films, then as a favorite character, there were so many great characters in those live action films. Yeah. Let me think. I'm trying to remember all of them because I know there were a couple that I really enjoyed and, uh, yeah, and names elude me too. So I'm horrible with names. I like the big <laughs> robot with the big arms. That's, that's as far as I go. <laughs> what bulkhead <laughs> bulkhead was cool. Yeah. I like oh, the, um, what was the what was that old guy that was like a pirate? What the heck was his name? Oh, um, Jetfire. He was yes. a, uh, uh, the Blackbird, the SR seventy one Blackbird. Yeah, yeah, that With was Johnny awesome. Depp beard. Yes, yeah, that was my favorite. All right, yeah, I, th- I think I think the live action movies would have to be Ironhide. Ironhide. Ooh. Yeah, I liked Ironhide. My condolences. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. <laughs> that was honestly, I took that really hard. I really enjoyed Jazz in the first movie, mainly just because I've always been a fan of of Jazz as a character in the G one cartoons and comic and the IDW comic books, uh, specifically the IDW spinoffs of War for Cybertron and stuff. Um, so it kind of sucked that we only got him in one movie. I felt like Sideswipe was a decent replacement for him, with, as far as attitude and style. In, yeah, I like Sideswipe too. I'm glad that he wasn't necessarily killed off right away, but I'm upset that he didn't get very much screen time in the uh, in the films after that. Yeah, but I did. So, I did absolutely love Sideswipe. Yeah. So, so in this Bumblebee feature film, then it looks like we're kind of getting away from a lot of those mainstream characters, and there's a lot more of the, uh, for, for lack of not finding words quick enough in my brain, the sublime characters, if you will. You think that's true or not necessarily. I feel like it, I mean, really, cause I'm looking at my list of characters. Uh, I, I have a list of characters that show up in the trailers that I wanted to talk about today. Um, but I'm looking at the list and it's mainly just, I think one character that 
hasn't shown up in Transformers before. Most of them are previously established characters in well, Transformers. Established, yes, across the generations, but established as far as live live action film in the movies, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of where I'm where I'm thinking. It kind of introduces in that film genre these new characters which is where you kind of adapt those new fans if if you will perhaps i don't know this is our first live action blitzwing however tragic his design aesthetic is (laughs) triggered do you have a do you have an image of that in the trailer anywhere uh yeah it should be here somewhere uh i'll look it up if you guys want to talk for a second yeah thoughts ben thoughts i just i i mean like Okay, they're allowed to do whatever they want. I get it. I get it. But I'm just like, after after watching five GD movies of Dorito Chip Starscream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To see that show up and prove that they could do a really good Starscream and then be like, oh, no, that's Blitzwing. I'm like, oh, (laughs) you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll live. <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it's it's not even so much the design. I mean, like, although that is a very a better G one Starscream head than we got before. But um, but you could have made that jet silver or gray, or you even even Tan like kind of a sand beige to make. You, you wouldn't even need to make. I'd be okay if the jet itself didn't obviously show any obvious purple markings on it. Mm-hmm. But you could have made it. But you painted it like you, you painted it white and red, and you painted it like Starscream, and he I'm like, that's the not jet fair. intakes coming. Yeah, out yeah, I know, I know. I, uh. <laughs> Again, I'll see the movie. I still not 100 percent convinced that we aren't getting. No, really, that's not sound. What you know? I feel like we're getting. Yeah. But even if we're not, whatever. Like I don't put any stock in the names anymore because they've screwed it up so many times already. Is it the is it the sign of a, of an abusive relationship? If I'm kind of in denial, where I'm like, yeah, they've even the director has gone on camera saying that that's Blitzwing, not Starscream. But maybe they'll reveal in the movie that it was Starscream the whole time. Maybe Blitzwing was his pre hoover damn name i don't know mm, yeah maybe that's his undercover name i don't know i <laughs> possibly that, that that's uh, it, it's frustrating but that's i'm not that. super hung up about that because yeah. i mean if you were hung up on it though like i'm kind of i don't know maybe 50 percent hung up on it uh it's kind of justified because it's it's a very clear character design of a very clear established character that is being given the name of a totally different character and it's it's not like you're like, oh, I don't like, I don't like what they did with the Sector Seven uniforms because they don't necessarily. You're not making that complaint. You, the complaint yeah. here is over a character that is literally in the name of the franchise. It is a Transformer. It's the main thing, and you're kind of yeah. like mixing things up like that. So it's it's a justified complaint, I feel. But but yet they nail the triple changers so well. Yeah. Like, and they're, yeah, I can't be too mad at them because the, the artistic style of, of the other characters and the fact that they're actually bringing in, like, things like the Tetra Jets show up mm-hmm. in the trailers, like, uh, Soundwave yeah, actually and, shoots, uh, Ravage out of his chest and he's yeah. in kind of a rectangular oh, tape shape. It's, that's, that's a beautiful scene. They do that, that stuff and, we and also I, notice- I feel like I can't be as mad. Yeah, that we also notice how Bumblebee not only is the the classic Volkswagen Beetle, but then he's another vehicle form when he gets into kind of the the armored kind of you know attack mode. Yeah, an armored jeep. That's a jeep, but we're not 
fully like convinced. I think but, last episode you said you you felt like it was a Jeep CJ, right? Yeah, yeah, like a classic seventies Jeep CJ. That's what it, that's what kind of looks like. But then there's that whole marketing problem that we'll not talk about. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll use that to just jump right into the characters that we haven't talked about yet. I don't know how long we've been recording, but we haven't even jumped into. Um, so Bumblebee is the first character that that ends up showing up in the trailers. Um, and you make a very good point there, is that he he's kind of re-donned his, his original Volkswagen Beetle form, which is just... Ah, uh, it warms the heart. Yeah, I'm still curious as to whether he evolves into the Jeep during the course of the movie, or if we see him starting off as the Jeep. Like, because I kind of feel like he he does a battle as the Jeep, mm-hmm. or, or I'm, I'm using Jeep as maybe it's not a Jeep, but just for, for the sake of distinguishing. Sure. Right. I feel like that may be like an opening scene of the movie where he gets mm-hmm. involved with S Seven. That's how they become aware of him, and maybe he gets injured, runs off, scans the the Volkswagen, and ends up in the in the yard, but. Maybe, maybe he evolves over the course of the movie as well. I don't know. Well, that's, that's certainly a, that's a good insight. Sorry. No, that's a good insight. Mm-hmm. Which that, would explain why he's hiding. How it's cut yeah. in the trailers. It, it, that's how it feels, the way they're cutting it. But trailers can tend, as we've covered before, they can tend to be uh, misleading. Sometimes even on purpose, just to throw people off a trail. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to tell for sure but that does like, like, like that guy right there with with the big yellow eye that's actually um i'm sandstorm he's just standing there <laughs> are you messing with me because that, yeah, yeah. that's clearly shockwave no well that was clearly starscream and apparently it's blitzwing so <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. Trypticon. he's got one arm now <laughs> um but yeah, so so according to IMDb, uh, Bumblebee does not have voice credits. So oh, we're well, no, that's not weird. What's wrong with me? It's well, yeah, it's it's commonplace at this point. We yeah. are now where it's the Michael Bay movies have started this trend of Bumblebee can't talk and he speaks through the radio or news stations or whatever. It's I'm partial. I'm partial to it. <laughs> I'm super tired of that. I, re- I really am. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, for the movie, okay. For, for the first movie, okay, fine. That made sense. But then he talked at the end of it. And then they had to go out of their way to be like, when the second movie came out, oh, you still having trouble talking? I'm like, you won't. And, and then, and then like, and, and, and but even then, if that's the conceit in the movies, fine. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why, why you can have everybody talk, but Bumblebee, but, um, but My, the fact that like it tra- keeps transferring over to like all the other media is like enough, enough <laughs> with this bullcrap, right? Yeah. My 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 theory with this is that it got a good laugh in the first movie. Um, I'm guessing there's some sort of royalty deals with all the different songs and stuff. I mean, the Transformer, the live action Michael Bay movies have basically been two hour long uh, product placements to begin with. Yeah. So. I'm guessing there might uh, there may be something going on behind the scenes with with that because they are using a lot of popular music when they do stuff like that. And I know, I'm just saying, Bumblebee. He, even in the Michael Bay movies, Bumblebee has suddenly found the ability to talk again. Like what, three different times? Yeah. And then and then oh no, by the way, you lost your voice again. Sorry, Bumblebee, you mm-hmm. suck. <laughs> so whatever. <clears throat> and then that, that translated into uh, Transformers Prime too. 
Yeah, Transformers Prime, uh, the Cyberverse. Does the Cyberverse um, version of Bumblebee do the same thing? Cyberverse, yeah, the Cyberverse version, he can't. He talks through the radio in modern day, but apparently a lot of it is they're trying. I, I don't know the base story, but uh, but the, a lot of it is flashbacks. So, like, you're learning a lot of the story in flashbacks, and the flashbacks he can talk normally. So you see okay. Bumblebee talking normally, but like it is the cool. same conceit of like, oh, he's lost his voice and he talks through radio clips, and it's like that. I don't like of all the things you could have taken away from. I mean, I guess in some way we're lucky that that's what got taken away from the Michael Bay movies and not like, let's just make all our robots look like giant piles of scrap metal, mm-hmm. which to be fair, like I, I'm, I'm not as super hard about that as, as some people are like Megatron, Megatron in the first movie looked like a giant pile of scrap metal. Yes. Right. Um, but he but, didn't but, have you know, any earth vehicle form to, to right. work off of the, but for the rest of them, like is, is, whether you care about those designs or not, I do feel like they did a pretty decent des- des- job of how would this vehicle turn into a, a, a very poseable, detailed robot like i I don't think that they necessarily ruined them they were just different designs but with what what they were going for or into what what they were trying to make i feel like they they did an okay job i mean like most of the time those robot designs are recognizable aside from if it ever got into cybertronian designs and whereas there it was just piles and piles and piles of like how many how many small little uh polygons can we get on this dude Mm -hmm. i do know that for this movie they had a uh, significantly lower CG budget. Um, and I think a, a element of that is a lot of people are complaining that the CG, at least I've, I've seen some people complain that the CG looks a little bit video game-ish in these trailers, but I don't see that. I think it looks fine. I think the budget cuts that they have for the CG kind of come from chunkier robots, which actually makes yeah. them look more G1-esque. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that because then they can stick to storytelling and really kind of bringing us in uh, to that as opposed to just kind of wowing us with, you know, action transformation, mm-hmm. you know? I, I think I think some of the the on, on Cybertron scenes do look a little, like like that one right there, do look a little video game CGI, like higher end yeah. video game CGI. They don't yeah, look, but, but at the same time, like, especially like, and, uh, and, and this, this section as yeah. well. Yeah. But I mean, how much of that is actually going to be, how long is that actually going to be on screen? How, like not a lot of this is going to be on Cybertron. Like if it tells the story right. fine, like I'm not. I'm guessing, I, I'm guessing it's also going to be uh, a very short amount of screen time for budget reasons as well. It's probably going to be like a flashback or something very. I've heard it's like less than four minutes on yeah, Cybertron. I'm not expecting you know? like, as as it comes with movies like this, it feels um, I the things that look the most exciting are probably going to get the least amount of screen time. And one thing to remember, like it, while, while it's not going to be like completely changed for the final movie, oh sure, we're still a month out. You know, like with the CG we're seeing in that trailer was probably from three or four months ago. That's true. And and they've got and, and I know they 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 work on that stuff sometimes up until like the last couple of days before it comes out refining all those shots. So again, I wouldn't expect like a drastic. It's completely realistic now. Like it's probably going to be tweaked and look a little better than what we've already seen. So definitely. See, even in this shot here, what I see is I see that classic. You know, let's take you back to the nineteen seventies, right? Seventy seven, uh, a new hope comes out, and a lot of those 
uh, landscape scenes, you know, are hand painted by, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. great artists. So I look at this here and I almost see that kind of like, you know, homage to the, uh, to the, to the classic way the films were made and the different cartoons and uh, comic books. So for me, I, I kind of like that. It's like, I'm not worried about it being perfect. I'm just worrying about it. Uh, not, not worried, but having it take me back to those kinds of ideals, memories, something like that. No, I can see that. So speaking of taking things back to, to older uh, comic books and, and G1 dis- styles, let's jump into uh, a little bit of a discussion about Dropkick. That's that ends up being a little bit of an interesting hole to dig. Uh, I actually have most of my notes are on Dropkick just because of that. Um, and he's the second character to show up in the trailers because the helicopter ends up flying in front of the screen before you see Shatter. Um, so he's a blue uh, triple changer. He's a AMC Javelin and uh, as his car mode and then his... Vehicle mode, uh, as far as I could tell in the research that I did, is a Bell AH-1 Super Cobra attack helicopter. It's a mouthful. Yeah. But, um... So, he's voiced by Justin Thoreau. Um, so this is where I, I kind of teased last episode that Star Wars The Last Jedi was going to make an appearance in a character analysis episode, interestingly enough, because Justin Thoreau, um, he's known for, he wrote Iron Man 2 and Tropic Thunder, um, but the roles that he's played in other movies, uh, he's, he's played roles, or movies and television, he's played roles in Parks and Recreation, um, he was a very brief, uh, character in Star Wars The Last Jedi, uh, which is interesting, and he also voiced a bunch of different characters in the Lego movie, uh, the Lego Ninjago Ninjago movie, and uh, Megamind. So he's he's used to voice acting. He's used to being part of a, a, a f- movie franchise that's part of a bigger fan base that has expectations. Through Star Wars, he's done the voice acting through the Lego movie, um, and he's actually done some writing in Iron Man Two and Tropic Thunder. Um, so it seems like a pretty well-rounded individual, and a lot of times uh, actors or voice actors and actresses, they'll, when recording their lines, or even if it's a live-action thing, if, it, if they're on camera, when they're, when they're delivering their lines and acting on camera, um, a lot of times they'll give feed, some feedback based on their experience to the director as they're, as they're shooting, and sometimes that can create an even better, uh, an even better product than the director if the director was just the only person getting involved. So the fact that he's so well rounded in all those different things that kind of kind of add to uh his playing of this character in this movie makes me feel like I'm really gonna like that character. I feel like th- we're probably gonna see some really shining moments from from his performance. I would hope so. I mean like I'm I'm at this point, like any basic competent voice acting performance in Transformers, like that, that, that's that's pretty much where where I'm, I'm good. You know, like, I mean, like <laughs> if, if somebody makes me care more, great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm I'm so used to, especially after seeing the last night <laughs> of just getting some people who just. And again, I don't know if it's the direction because I, I I don't know a lot of these people to necessarily be bad actors, but it's mm-hmm. see, like Cog especially, and some of that was his character, but it, sometimes I feel like they just get some of these voice actors, just just run the line, just just get it out. You, you just mm-hmm. you got three sentences, back to back, go. You know, like, in the, and there's not a, a lot, lot of... Singular real, take, yeah. shoots. Right. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 
I feel like this is it, it. It feels like this is being handled very differently, though. So I, I think I don't know. I I really honestly think that this is going to be a lot nicer than the last night. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it would it would have to really, I mean, just really crap its pants to be worse than the last night. I mean, like, I mean, to not be better than the last night. Right. I just, I can't see how it could happen. Okay, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, I, the last night was garbage. It wasn't great. Like, even <laughs> me, who like, I'm trying to constantly defend the live action Bay movies, I could not, I was having a hard time. My poor wife had to listen to me on the couch. She was working in the in the other room, I think grading papers, and she had to listen to me just random outbursts every two or three minutes. I'm like, but that doesn't even like it wasn't even like the movies, the five move Michael Bay movies, like don't even respect what happened in the previous movie. And like the last night is not even internally consistent within itself. Like the bit where I just like the bit where I finally lost it. Like I was doing okay. I was quiet, but but where I finally started having outbursts in that movie was there's a, the bit where they're they go down in that submarine and they find the thing underneath it. And then, they, they're getting out, and Cog's being Cog, and he's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, I guess I just, I, and then they were like, come on, get out of here. He's like, I'm not going to jump in that water. It'll rust my gears. And I'm like, three minutes ago, you launched yourself out of a torpedo tube. It's the same water. I was like, oh, like that, that was that, that was where I, that was what broke me. That was what broke me. Cogman complaining about getting in the water when he had just literally launched himself out of a torpedo tube to get tuna for sushi. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a movie. It's one of those unfortunate movie situations where the way it's written and directed feels like uh, each scene was shot months apart with no regard to the scenes that happened before or after it. I feel like it had like five different. Uh, uh, you at least five different units who just said, "Here's your chunk of the movie. Shoot it." Yep. And there was no, and then they just mushed it all together in order with no uh, oversight between the things. Right. Mm. Almost like you want to, you just want to, you want to take the script and wad it up into a ball and just drop it and kick it far, far yeah. away. Speaking of drop kick. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we got a little off tangent. No, 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 no. It's fine. I just wanted to take the opportunity to do like a really, really terrible segue that was not <laughs> good at all. Um, the the other notes that I had on Dropkick was um, some interesting tidbits about his original. Well, kind of his original G one character. Um, I don't know if uh, I don't know how knowledgeable uh, you are on board with the original Dropkicks. Uh, and yes, I meant to say that plurally, um, Ben, but, um, I'm not, I guess, uh, so I was doing some research on, uh, on TF on the Transformers wiki. Um, I guess dropkick the original G G one character that had that name was that it was a dropkick transport drone. Um, and the, the excerpt that I, that I quoted here from the Transformers wiki was, that uh, dropkick transport drones seemingly played a key role in the early days of the war launched by Megatron, transforming from robots to Cybertronic flatbed trucks. They were used during the energy raids both to transport warriors and to carry away stolen fuel. And they they have screenshots and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I can't place them from, from the Transformers movie or from the actual cartoon episodes, but it's definitely the 1980s 
G1 cartoons. So he wasn't necessarily a character character, uh, but he did exist in some shape or form in the G1 era as a kind of repetitive drone. Uh, there were multiples of him. There were a bunch of them, and they were basically just workers, it seemed. So I don't know if he's going to be a singular character in this movie, or maybe we'll see more uh, drop kicks in the movie to kind of maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I just thought that was a super interesting point to make about his character that he was originally just a rinse and repeat copy paste drone kind of in the background of some scenes. I feel like we'll probably get him as just a singular character in this I one. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that would be my guess. So then the other character we see here is Shatter, and she seems to be uh, definitely somebody we are going to see a lot of in the movie. Uh, I feel like if there's ever an instance where we don't see the two of them together, it's going to be a focus on Shatter, and Dropkick will be the one that's that's kind of uh, lost for a couple scenes. So... But she's a, a red triple changer. Um, her car mode is a Plymouth satellite, and her her vehicle or her plane mode is a Harrier jump jet. Uh, voiced by Angela Bassett, uh, who that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. <clears throat> Mainly mm. known for her role as Tina Turner. <clears throat> What's love got to do with it? Nineteen ninety three. All right. Um, interesting fact about her that I thought would kind of pertain to this movie was that her role in, uh, it was her role in Tina as Tina Turner. Um, famously enough, she didn't actually, I, I, I forget if she hadn't listened to any of her music. I, I know that she jumped into that role having done basically not a whole lot of research or, or not really being a huge fan to begin with of Tina Turner. And then just kind of, from what I understand, nailed it, uh, that being said, just jumping into a Transformers character uh, that doesn't have any pre-established... Uh, th- th- that was my other note, is that Shatter appears to be a brand new character. Uh, I can't find the name Shatter being used for any other character in Transformers in the very quick research that I did. It's not one I'm familiar with here and before. I didn't sound... Exactly. So, <clears throat> the fact that she's jumping into voice acting... Uh, and it's a character that doesn't have any pre-established anything, but there's still some expectations because there's a huge fan base behind the franchise. I thought that was uh, an interesting choice for a voice actor yes. or a voice actress. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how it all works out. Um, it seems like I feel like we're getting a, a better focus on making the Transformers better characters this time around. So I'm, I'm hoping that translates into both the voice acting and uh, and and how much screen time they're given in the movies. Like, I, I <clears throat> excuse me. Again, I get originally the you need to have a human contact character mm-hmm. originally, but like I really. I think the the recent IDW comics can show that like the Transformers can be a lot of fun when you focus on them as actual characters and not just the giant robot backdrop to the human story you want to right. tell. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. That being said, it'd be cool if at some point, uh, depending on how well these movies and this kind of soft reboot goes, it'd be interesting to possibly get 
a movie that has a bigger budget uh, that focuses mainly on Transformers and doesn't have a huge story, a huge human element to the story. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. So speaking of uh, speaking of <laughs> characters that are established or not uh, not really established in the Transformers universe and voice actors and actresses that are part of them, let's talk about the big man himself, Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. and. Peter Cullen back at it again. I I hate to have this thought, and I'm afraid to say it out loud because I feel like that's going to possibly jinx it or cause bad luck, Um, and I will eternally feel upset about that if that's the case. But I don't know what we're going to do when – I mean, Peter Cullen's getting old. I don't know what we're going to do when we lose him because there's no other Optimus Prime. I mean, there have been in the past, but, I mean, he is – he's the actual Optimus Prime, not just the other voice actors that have played him. Or play the character, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's so such such an iconic voice. I was just going to say those exact words, yeah. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think we'll be all right. I mean, like, like I said, I've, I've had some different takes on them. I liked, I liked Gary Chalk as Primal. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think there's some people that will have to shift what we expect from Optimus Prime. And, right. And then, uh, who knows, maybe they go with, with, with a sound-alike. I know they've hired a couple sound alikes to do Prime. I think that before, guy who does so. the. Um, I think that guy who does the. Uh, uh, oh, there's a like not parody. John. You talk about John. Is that his oh, name? The, guy who does the, the real trailers, trailer. honest yeah. trailers. Yeah, honest. Trailers, yeah, John yeah. Bailey. That's my friend John. Yeah. I would. Well, but I say my friend like like we we've been friendly. Like I met him a few times. Like it's not like we <laughs> hang out and have lunch or anything together. Like we're not like. Yeah. I, I feel like I maybe I'm trying to attach myself to a star that like. Is not really mine to attach myself to, but like, but like I said, I, I know him. He's a friendly guy. I helped him get in line at uh, uh, at Botcon when Peter Cullen was there. Like, I found the secret. They were trying to be real cagey about where he was going to be, and I found the secret door they were going to make people line up at, and I got in line for him. So <laughs> nice, but yeah. Yeah, I'm. I I, I don't want to think too much about what's going to happen when we lose Peter Cullen. Hopefully he's just, he's just an eternal, he'll just live eternally. But, uh, I am just glad that we have him for yeah. now, you know, cause he's doing, he's still doing a great job being that not just iconic, but just inspiring and kind of chest rattling optimist that everybody's expecting to hear, not just in the deep rattly voice that he has, but also from, from the perspective of just being, heart-wrenching and and when you hear him talking on screen it doesn't matter what medium it is whether it's a movie or a cartoon you always feel that this is transformers now this is now transformers there's a there's a cadence there's a cadence to his Mm -hmm. speech that's just beautiful the the pacing and how he words things just everything has a weight to it i love it yeah i i I agree with all of that i just i just think that i I feel like if, if if for any reason he passes on and we're doing more transformers media. I, I think you can, I think it would take some adjustment, but I, I think it's maybe time to let Optimus change a little bit, you know, cause like when they, when they've no done it, it's been good, you know, animated had brought David K in and I thought that was a really neat change for him. You know, when again, we're very used to him as that iconic, yes, you know, like deep Megatron voice. And then he comes in as like this kind of young heroic Optimus prime. Like, so I, I I, I don't. I'm, I'm not wishing any ill on Peter Cullen at all. <laughs> right, I'm right, just right. saying, like, I, I think there's some there, there's some opportunities out there to really 
do some interesting stuff with Optimus Prime, and I, and I'm curious. And like I said, I don't want to push him out, but I'm I'm kind of excited to see where they could go if they did not have Peter Cullen. Definitely. Not that not that I want him out of this. Not, not that I'm trying to push him out at all. I just well, not necessarily. He could also he could also just decide to retire and still yeah. be around to do cameos or or flashbacks or alternate universe episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could they could still go that different direction without him necessarily passing on. Yeah. 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 And there are a lot of people in this world and, you know, you'll find a, a possibly even a, a no name voice actor that is just, yeah. you know, yeah. that close where we really can't really notice the difference. So like that guy on YouTube that I forget his name, but he just kind of came out of nowhere and was just basically like Harrison Ford copied and pasted into a yes. younger guy, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um, we'll see. I, um, I, I think more than that, it's it's less that like I would like to see a major Transformers medium focus on kind of like the comics did for a while there, focus on not Optimus Prime, you know, like yeah. not, not that I have anything against it, but I, I'd like, like to Optimus see like is gone. How are they handling his absence? No, no, not even not even that. Not even like he's still around. It's just. Let's focus on like not even like oh what what kind of impact did he have because then you're still yeah. kind of focusing on Optimus right. Prime but like yeah, right. give me like the Autobot exploration team that's like the Throttlebots and uh, and and Mirage exploring like Sector eighty seven throw the stuff where like they're far away from Cybertron and you just let them be characters and not and have adventures without ever having like Optimus Prime jumping in to save the day or anything give me right. something like that. I'll, I'll, not to do the Star Wars thing again, but almost like Rogue One. Yeah, give me a Rogue One of Transformers. Yeah. 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 Also, for the record, on this show, never apologize for bringing up Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wonder why. Going. What's around my. You're literally here. surrounded by Star Wars right now. I don't know what you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing a Star Wars t shirt, damn it. I'm yeah. actually looking at my lightsaber hanging up here on the wall. So, it's, yeah. There you go. You're, you are in good company, my friend. Uh, what do you right, got next, so, Caleb? So, really quick, let's just uh, his uh, it, it, he it looks like he's got truck parts, <clears throat> and he's on Cybertron. Yeah. It's not the first time they've done something like this. I mean, they're oftentimes they'll just kind of use the same character model, even if they use a different vehicle model uh, for animation or CG or for the Cybertronian so, forms. I just thought that was interesting that they're going. So, are you, are you are you possibly suggesting then he's already been to Earth? It could, um, that could be. I how would he? That. How would he know what form to be? Kind of thing. Is that what you're kind of getting at? To elaborate on that a little? No, actually, I wasn't. But that's a good. That's an interesting way to think of it. Maybe he has already been to Earth. Um, I was just thinking of it as kind of like the the face underneath the car was an homage to the toys. I was thinking, well, maybe they're designing the characters to look like they've already they already have the earth vehicle modes on Cybertron, whether or not they've been to earth yet to kind of homage to the mediums that have had that as the model just to save in, in having to design extra characters. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like that's probably it. Maybe, maybe he's got an alt mode that is Cybertronian that just happens to put the parts like that in what appears Similar to be a semi truck conversation. Yeah. 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 Well, there's some beautiful stuff you're scrubbing through there that it's just so I know, great yeah. to watch that. 
Uh, I was just jumping to Shockwave. The only note I have of him is that he's not credited to have anybody voicing him, which makes me sad. If- he's not, but wasn't he... Uh, didn't David Sobolov voice him last time he showed up? Shockwave? Oh, right. Some, so he... I thought... I, I wasn't... Did he say things? He kind of... He kind of sounded like an octopus out of water, but he was supposedly saying something. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I sh- guess I should have, that's on me. I should have looked at that because I didn't think that he actually said anything in those. No, he, he had a credited voice actor when he showed up in three. And I feel like it was David Sobolov. And if he's doing Blitzwing, then right. he may have a few lines for Shockwave. We'll see. Hmm. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean just because Shockwave appears that he, he speaks. It just could right. be. A- yeah. Especially if it's a less than four minute Cybertron scene. It's probably just a bunch of characters showing up as fan service and they show up for like three seconds of screen time and then it just shows a big battle. And I expect there. that to be the case. Yeah. But. Yeah. So uh, that being said, on the similar, a totally sim- similar path, uh, we've got Soundwave and Ravage that make an appearance here and uh, they are not credited to have any voice uh, actors for mm. them either, which ra- for Ravage, that makes sense. But, uh, well, also, to be we... fair, like, where, uh, you know, there have been some announcements, but, like, IMDb isn't always complete until, like, the movie comes out and people can actually see what scrolls up on the screen mm-hmm. at the end of the credits. Like, a lot of what, what's filled in on IMDb has been, like, here's a major announcement, you know, from, like, San Diego Comic-Cons. Right. Like, some of these people, some of these characters could still have voice actors that just haven't been... They either somebody they haven't said something in a trailer and somebody's recognized their voice and put it up on IMDb, or they just haven't announced the, the all the voice cast. I mean, like everything on. I feel like everything on. There's nothing on IMDb that hasn't been announced in a press release, mm-hmm. and the IMDb page is kind of slowly getting filled in as new stuff is announced. But True, that right. doesn't mean that a lot of these characters are not voiced in the film. Couldn't, right. It wouldn't surprise me if they're not either, but. I guess I should. Uh, I guess I should go kind of on record. I as say I like. I'm in absolutely no way saying that the stuff that I'm pulling from the IMDb page that has been uh, compiled so far. I'm in no way saying that that's set in stone how the movie is going to be. I'm just as just kind of a nature as part of the nature of looking at trailers before the movie has actually been released. Um, interesting thing. These are interesting points to make about. Uh, possible speculation is he going to have a voice actor i'm I'm more just kind of posing the question is he having a voice actor or do you think that it's the fact that he's not credited as having one yet is that going to remain the same so yeah you're you're hitting it right on on the nail i guess i just wasn't i'm not being totally clear on how i'm because i'm kind of i am kind of presenting it as fact i'm not trying to but i am kind of inadvertently presenting it as fact right Here's what we know, kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. I haven't had IMDb, um, I like whether it's before a movie comes out or after a movie comes out, I really haven't had IMDb uh, disappoint me in the past. So, but yeah, this is a beautiful shot, by the way. I know it just, it's so it just great. takes me back to the yeah, you know, can't get enough of it. The original toys and some of the original comics. So, I mean, I'm kind of hesitant to bring this up because. It seems we all, for the most part, have a pretty uh, strong feeling about it. But uh, we did mention him a few seconds ago, Blitzwing. 
and his his appearance in this movie uh he's voiced by i can't find him i'm trying to scrub through he, he, find he's him. david sobolov right he's david sobolov yeah. um which i guess he pl- he was also the voice of uh depth charge in the classic yes movie. he was yeah he, he's been in a lot of stuff um I, I just looked him up though he did not uh shockwave in his previous appearance was also frank welker Oh, so Frank Welker so, played uh, played him in in Transformers: in Dark 3? of the Moon. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that was Frank Welker. That's cool. Although, again, just <laughs> they could have just taken already recorded lines and ran it through some. Oh yeah, he's Grodd on the Flash. David Sobolov. Um, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. I really liked him as Depth Charge. I think that's where I first remember <laughs> recognizing his name from. But. Uh, but so yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. I I thought it was funny. I had to make a note here when I was kind of looking up uh, just kind of general trivia on these actors or characters on IMDb or uh, their respective Wikipedia pages uh, on their various fan wiki uh, versions of wiki. Uh, the oh, there's there's one there's one interesting trivia fact about David Sobolov and. Uh, on IMDb, it says trademark colon deep growling voice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, he, he was Shockwave on Prime. That's I knew he played Shockwave at some point. So there we go. Ah, that's okay. So that's where that came from. The Prime yeah. Shock. Uh, without getting into a, a huge Prime discussion, I feel like he was kind of. Uh, we needed more of him. Yeah, I feel. I, 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 I can I can I can back that. Yeah. So, and this is where... Uh, yeah, who's left? Sorry? I was, I was just wondering, who's left on the on the uh, trailer yet to cover? Um, we can kind of push a little bit further, save time or whatever. Um, but uh, this is where, and not that... Okay. It's been great having you on the discussion, Ben. Um, yeah. This is where I really need your help, though. Okay. <laughs> this is where having you involved is really going to shine. I am. I love the Seekers as characters. I have the hardest time keeping track of who is who based on color schemes and head shapes. And oh, jeez, multiple of them show up in this trailer, but it's. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm looking at the picture here. Mm-hmm. Um, again. That person right there, like right in the front behind Shockwave, is that Blitzwing or is that actually Starscream? You know, like Starscream. Yeah, I, I think it's Starscream, especially with the twin kind of there right next to him that looks like it could be Thundercracker. But I can't, again, he he's lit in such a way that I can't tell if he is blue and that's the light reflecting off of him, or if he's actually black and purple. So maybe that's Skywarp. I think you're right um, about that being Starscream because if we look at the Blitzwing model. Uh, or design later on in the trailer, those unless he's still kind of half transformed, those recognizable air intakes on his shoulders are definitely not as prominent as this character's. Yeah. So. Well, and he, he can still be not transformed, but I mean, like, I just feel like that he that I feel like that's being on Cybertron. I feel like that's supposed to be Starscream, especially with the multiple copies of him, you know, kind of standing around. And again, I can't tell if that's. I feel like that's that, that's either Skywarp or Thundercracker. I, I feel like I'm leaning Skywarp, but I'm just not sure how much of that purple is reflected light versus 
mm-hmm. what his actual body color is. It's also hard to um, tell if that those lighter areas are gray or if they're teal. Because if they're teal, I would recommend thinking that it might be Slipstreet. Possible. I, I, I feel like that's probably gray based on the lighting I'm seeing yeah. on like the other robot behind, uh, beh- right behind the green cone head over there. That's an interesting thing to point out too. Having cone heads in a live action movie is just, I, I didn't think those words would come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. But also if you look over there on the far, Holy crap. On the far left. On the far left. Is that knockout? Uh, I thought it was shatter. I thought people were, just I thought it was shatter too, but at the same time, look at that face. Can you see the, Oh he's yeah. Got, he's the got like a red eyes. eye. Very yeah. Thin slit red eyes. And there's a nose there. Yeah. Uh, huh. let's, huh. let me look up a photo of, of a uh, knockout here. I haven't, I haven't even looked at that closely. At, at, at the, I haven't, I haven't gone frame by frame on this thing, but I, I feel like you're seeing some of the seekers, like even, even kind of there between quote unquote star screams legs. There's another one standing yeah. there behind him. Are you thinking in so. terms of G one or in terms of prime? No prime knockout. I mean it because yeah, it's uh, and there's a little bit of kind of a crest on top of the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it could oh, be Shatter. Like, I, I have, I'm not super familiar with Shatter either. Like being new, but uh, like really quick, let's see if I if I can find. Do, 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 do. There it was. See, she's got like red dot eyes. I mean, like conceivably, could also eyes. be Shatter. So, but, so um, an argument for it would be that the face looks totally different. An argument against it would be she kind of has these um, almost football padding shoulder pads going on, and this character seems to have that going on as well. But it does yeah. seem to be a different shape too, though. I don't know. Like I said, it would it would be neat if it were there. But like, but I can also like the football shoulder pad. Like there is that kind of black arc right behind that shoulder pad where she's got those turbines, you know, from the jet. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, like it, it, it's, it's probably supposed to be her. It just, I hadn't looked at it that closely and that looks like it could conceivably be knockout. But how, okay. Just kind of like some, let's go full fan theory kind of let's who would enjoy this mode here. How cool would it be though, if this movie ended up either being an introduction to, or an actual form of uh, kind of the star Wars battlefront two of the uh, transformers franchise where they're bringing in elements of the, the G one cartoons and the comic books and the live action movies and some of the other CG animated cartoons to kind of, kind of bring all of that in an element of a little bit of everything together. Well, kind of like rogue one did where they had elements from, uh, from, um, Oh my God. Now rebels, they had, they had the ghost <laughs> and stuff from rebels and they're kind of tying the movie together with some of the other mediums that were otherwise made as separate items, uh, over separate eras. It'd be cool. Well, I, I feel like Transformers has been kind of slowly doing that for a while now where you've got um, like the comics brought in some prime characters like they, they established like different Transformer colonies. I did not throughout the thing. That. And they, they brought in that. So you got like, again, slightly different, but you got knockout and breakdown. You got Maximals. You got um, 
so, so and 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 I and I and like in in the cartoons, you know, like Windblade is you know is in the new Bumblebee show. You know, like I feel like they're kind of trying to make it more of an interconnected universe. So, which is why which is why I got excited. Like maybe that that pr- probably shatter most likely, but like it wouldn't surprise me if that were knockout. I don't know how uh, I don't know how well it's going to show up, but just to pull it up here so that Pete has a. Um, idea of who we're talking about this is this is who we're talking about this character right here and this is the right. what appears to be idw uh comics version um but yeah. that very clear red helmet kind of design almost the way the cheek areas come in kind of looks like a like a, a roman helmet of some sort but and then those thin slit red <laughs> eyes samurai like, over the, wow. yeah yeah <sighs> okay so yeah that was that was that's an exciting thing to notice if that's if that's the case. I also noticed that um, in the scene directly following this, again, oh. we've mentioned this before in other in other episodes. But if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, yeah, the, uh, you are I, missing I, out on a little bit of the of the action by not watching the video version, <laughs> even though it's mostly just talking heads. But we do have the trailer up, and we're you know we're what though, I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that 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 is definitely not shatter when that plays a little bit further and you can see more of that character let me see how it definitely s- appears how to be slow i can sorry play. yeah I, this is, I just had to chime in for the record this is precisely the the goal of this podcast <laughs> is it we are completely releasing ourselves of of any kind of predetermined like wow that's a really nerdy thing to do and if we want to go frame by frame we're gonna do it damn it yeah, see, when you let that play, and you, you can just kind of see that in that left corner, that character appear. I don't see the resemblance to Shatter at all. The shoulder pad looks similar, and there's definitely the tire or turbine behind the shoulder, but that yeah. extra. But, thing, but Knockout had those same things, you know. <laughs> right, and the extra swoop across the back of the shoulder. The yeah. face is totally different, though. the 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 helmet shape and the the nose and eyes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how far back. I just nope. I'm there. Um, right towards the end of the scene, it really starts to appear. Yeah. Did you stop it again, Caleb? Yeah, I did. Dang it! You well, because if it, it's only like two <laughs> seconds, it's like ten frames. If I keep going, yeah. we're gonna lose it. But it definitely looks right in there. the The yes. mouth plate kind of looks similar too, though. That's what happens if you play that just a teeny bit further. Does it? Do we lose it already? Yeah, I mean it, it just the we lose more of the face, yeah. Mm. Riveting audio. <laughs> <laughs> but um Okay. Yeah, to move on. Yeah, we do um we do see other seekers here though. There's one that seems to finish right transforming in the background, kind of flying mm. behind them. There's this one here that appears to be either a dark gray or purple and green with a lighter gray, as well as a couple other tetrajet seekers. Um some characters that are really hard to see back there, but God, it looks so beautiful. Like, this is the, this is the Cybertron warfare that we deserved in a live action movie. Yeah. Not that weird honeycomb. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I pointed this out last trailer, but I don't know if you noticed this uh, in watching the trailers, Ben, uh, they definitely, that there's an interesting looking, version of the sector seven it's clearly sector seven because there's s7 and there's a cube oh yeah on there kind of the crest behind them um so i guess i only had two other characters to mention 
Um, the Transformers wiki page for the Bumblebee movie uh, claims that Wheeljack is going to be making an appearance in uh, this movie. However, this is one of the rare instances where the Transformers wiki is making a claim that's not kind of translated into IMDb because the IMDb page doesn't have any kind of credits related to Wheeljack whatsoever. So I thought that was interesting. He might make an appearance. I feel like he's probably going to be just another one of those robots in the background on Cybertron. Maybe I'm wrong on that. That's, that was my guess. The fact that he shows up as being in the movie in the Transformers wiki, but doesn't show up on IMDb. I'm guessing it's somebody kind of like us who are kind of picking it apart frame by frame in certain scenes. And they see a character that looks like Wheeljack and just added him to the wiki. <clears throat> Yeah, but um, and then the last person that I had notes of that I thought was super interesting is Cliff Jumper. Uh, this is an opposite situation. Cliff Jumper isn't mentioned on the Transformers wiki as being in this movie. However, not only does Cliff Jumper have credits on IMGb or IMDb, not IMGb, um, as being in the movie, but he also has a voice actor attached to him already. And I don't know what piece of media that came from. But uh, he's voiced by uh, Andrew Morgado, Morgado, hmm. um, which the most of the thing that he's known for is is mainly just working in the sound departments of other films over the years. So I'm guessing he's going to be a situation where whether or not the character shows up, it's going to be a quick little kind of like um, kind of akin to Ben Burt doing the voice of some care, some stormtroopers or, you know, making the Foley voices of characters falling or getting killed in the background of some of the star Wars movies. He's just the sound guy and they needed more sound effects. So he just recorded himself on a Saturday. I'm thinking this is going to be pretty similar where the sound guy on the movie is jumping in and being a very quick one-line voice for a character that is established, but we're not going to get a we're not going to get a full fleshed-out version of that character. So he gets credits, but it's not like Cliff Jumper is going to be a main character in the movie. I'm just I'm just laughing at the idea that like Cliff Jumper is going to have more lines over six Transformers movie than Bumblebee did. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to be like the sound guy, like hey, I was. We, we recorded him singing in the bathroom, and that's what we used for Cliff Jumper's performance. <laughs> and he's going to talk more than Bumblebee did across like twelve hours. I know what they're like. It's more like twenty-two hours over six movies. I did not make that connection, but that is a that's a great point to make. Yeah. If Cliff Jumper gets a line in the movie, which it's, it seems like he is. I mean, if they're if they've got a voice actor credited for him again, though, it's IMDb. He would, he would have to have three lines because Bumblebee so far has had two. Mm, yeah, he's got uh, he had his I'd prefer to stay with the boy at the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And he had his but Optimus were best friends or whatever crap he shot out in uh, last <laughs> night. The last so, night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we'd have to have three lines. We'll have to, uh, when we go see the movie later, we'll have to um, kind of try to keep tabs, see if we can spot Cliff Jumper and how many lines he has. No. Those are all the character notes I had, though. So that's that pretty much, um, I mean, as far as the specifics that we wanted to cover this episode, that pretty much covers everything that I, that I took notes on. There might be more uh, that I didn't catch, but I feel like that was pretty comprehensive. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that was definitely in depth. Loved it. So, um, w- is there anything else you guys would like to? Co- oh, uh, one twenty-seven, I believe. Damn it, now I can't remember again. 
uh the number the b the b designation we were talking about last episode pete i believe oh, it yes. was i believe the number was 127 we were talking about and if you if you're curious uh listeners or ben for that matter uh if you if you're curious as to what we're referring to definitely go back and listen to last episode where we completely butchered a number over and over and over again that we couldn't remember <laughs> fair enough and now i'm now i'm bringing it up and i'm still like i think it was 127 <laughs> Caleb, while we're uh, while we're chatting here, um, getting ready to close up, can you let that trailer uh, play in the background while we just kind of? Um... Uh, yes, I cannot guarantee that I won't get distracted though. <laughs> okay, don't hit the pause button. I will not. Uh, the, side note, side note. I was very concerned about getting flagged on YouTube for having not just the video playing constantly, but the audio as the intro to these episodes. And so far, we've been fine. No, so maybe it's a, maybe it's a kind of a review kind of situation, like a loophole where it's like, well, you're you're discussing the thing, not re-releasing. Well, there's all sorts of people like somebody reacts to a trailer where they play the trailer down in the corner of the video and then they record True. themselves close up yeah. being idiots about what they see in it. Uh, like us. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no offense intended, but like, I, I just see so, like every time something drops, I see so many of like the thumbnail of somebody like clutching their mouth and acting surprised and oh, some silly yeah. goofy oh, and just like come on guys throw um, emojis in there yeah what, what, but um ben what do you think about the uh the time era that the movie is set in that's actually for, for the, the what is it it's 87 oh so i wasn't even getting that specific place? i was just we were just talking about the decade oh i'm cool yeah. with that i'm i'm, I'm yeah. like i, I, I like going back yeah I, I think it's 87 well at the very least like at first, I thought it was '86, but then uh, they have that bit in the trailer where they play "Never Gonna Give You Up," mm-hmm. oh. which uh, yep. you know, they, the, the Rick Astley Rick roll, and like that didn't come out until like early '87, so it has to be at least '87. I feel stupid right. for not immediately confirming that because we I literally read this word for word in one of our other episodes but on the on the m- description of the movie it starts with on the run in the year 1987 oh, oh does it yeah. oh there we go <laughs> yeah there you it's go. definitive okay I told you not to pause it but scrub all the way back to be in that tunnel remember that police car oh yeah that would be what? a good uh, that would be all a right, good quick little discussion to have with you Ben we were oh, wait, kind ben. of you're going too far go back go back we were debating this last episode Dude. Maybe it's farther along. Uh, there's this scene. There's this quick scene in the trailer where Bumblebee is in a tunnel, uh, kind of half evading, half attacking. God, I can't find it now. What the hell? All right, just let it roll, and we'll see if we can find it while you're explaining it. Yeah, just just yell at me. But there's a scene in the trailer that um, a very quick one where B, he's kind of his chest is kind of half transformed. He seems to have the children in his chest while he's in robot mode, and he's half evading, half kind of almost attacking a police car. The police car is a singular police car in a tunnel, um, and I'm wondering if that could be barricade. I would I would not be opposed to that. I think it'd be cool. He's green, um, which is weird. But there have been. In the store, there are barricade toys in which he is a more squared-off 70s-era police car. Right, and that's what this mm-hmm. looks like. That's definitely what it looks like, so I'm wondering if, if that could be uh, one of those rare instances where the release of the... Oh, right there. Right there. Yeah, and we... I Again, in the spirit of no, no holds barred, just kind of going in as, as in-depth as, in as possible... 
or as we want to. I did go ahead and I tried to do some research to see if there was any significance to the numbers on the license plate of that car. Yeah. And there really yeah. aren't. There are not. I mean, it could be barricade. There's there also, if you recall, I think may actually have been a previous dropkick, but I mean, like they did make a transformer out of the tow truck that Megan Fox drove in the first movie yes. to tow be, oh. be so. So the barricade toy may just be a, hey, there's a cop car in the movie. Let's make a barricade toy. But it is a new mold barricade. It's not, it's a squared off police car like that, not just a repaint of his previous sports car, cop cars. So they did specifically make a mold for barricade for Bumblebee toys. I am, you are 100% correct. And that completely slipped my mind. And I feel like I am not doing my job properly because I didn't think of that. Um, Dropkick, per our discussion of just being a drone in the original cartoons earlier today, Dropkick, the character, has made appearances in a lot of our modern things as well. It wasn't just Transformers G1. Um, that was one of them, where they made a toy of the the tow truck in the 2007 Transformers movie that Megan Fox drives with Bumblebee attached to the back of her, to the back of it. They made a toy of what basically what that would have been had it been touched by the AllSpark, kind of like the Mountain Dew machine. In yeah. The Xbox. Um, as well as the, uh, at least the PS2 version. I don't know about the other, like the Xbox and uh, a Nintendo DS versions, but at least on the PS2 version that I owned, um, Dropkick, interestingly enough, showed up in that game as a Decepticon drone when you were playing as the the Autobots. There were always kind of right. different classes of drones that you would, you would end up fighting, and Dropkick was one of them. I think he was a tow truck in that. He may have been. I, I don't remember. Like he, but he was. Yeah, he was one of those mono mono eye drones that so, showed up. That being said, though, whether or not it's in the actual movies, at least in the counterpart media's or mediums, uh, being the video games and the toys, Dropkick is already in a way kind of a pre-established uh, character in the movie universe. So, oh yeah, yeah. The fact that we're getting him in this movie. Uh, is kind of interesting. I I don't. Yeah. I, this isn't a Star Wars situation. I don't need them to connect every dot, <laughs> but I wonder if they're going to make some sort of. It could. I doubt. I highly doubt it. But it it could be possible that they could make some sort of connection there where he gets demoted as just a you know because he screws something up or something. But I don't need those dots connected. I really don't. Right. Right. Because you know sure. Travis Knight is totally listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm letting him know. Yeah. We don't I feel like it's just name reuse in this case, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to add extra time to that. So, yeah, go ahead no, and let that. Uh, I love I love talking about this stuff. I really do. We'll let that trailer uh, play. And Ben, is there anything else you wanted to, like, throw at the conversation before we before we start to close out? Or besides um, and not aging? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does, honestly. I mean, how can you tell? Nobody can see him. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't I'm trying to think of anything else that I would like to add. I, th- I think my only thing is like when when we had we had it up quite a bit that shot of Dropkick and Shatter. Um, this is more toy wise than movie wise. Um, it seems like like when we're actually getting quality like like the studio series figures. Ah. Dropkick is a helicopter, whereas Shatter's we're getting Shatter in her vehicle mode. In her, in her well, in her car mode, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is just based on the robot design. Because if you look at it, like Dropkick, very clearly has that helicopter cockpit in his chest, and I feel like so. I feel like they made him the helicopter, whereas Shatter 
While she does have kind of the turbines and the fins on her back, her chest is very obviously made up of the front end of the car. Right. And I, I, I would like to get full on triple changes of the two of them, although I realize how difficult that would oh, be. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. For, 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 for the movie verse toy. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're doing the Constructicons with triple changing and combining abilities and they could turn into robots and cars and then limbs so if they can make Devastator work as a toy I'm just laughing because I think of how many Transformer toys would lay around the house because I could never figure out how to get them transformed back even for my son when I got him for my son it was like well we'll just throw that in a box because I don't know how to get that (laughs) in Because they're you get a car toy, you get a posable robot action figure toy, usually with some sort of action feature involved, uh, and then you also get a puzzle as well. It's yeah. they've they're it's a great it's just a great toy yeah uh, fran not toy franchise but you know you know what I mean like yeah but yeah. I think all of my son's Christmas present Transformers always ended up in puzzle mode because you couldn't make it you couldn't make it one way or the other and it was just like well there you go kid. Uh, <laughs> um so i just noticed a few things here well i forgot the th- the one thing already i apologize but <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so something i just noticed here that i didn't notice before this hologram of bumblebee doesn't appear to be the jeep the volkswagen or the volkswagen uh no. in like his chest section it's got kind of a volkswagen the volkswagen chest section look to it but there's very obvious chunks of metal covering what would be the headlights and his shoulders look very different it almost looks like a pre-earth version of bumblebee that they're showing the hologram of and i i just noticed that (laughs) so yeah we'll see yeah we will see i just love that is that his whole facial feature changes from I'm in like, hi, I'm happy bumblebee mode. And then it's like, all right, now I'm a warrior uh, armored bee. So that's that's fantastic. That wasp looking uh, facial feature. I remember what the other thing was. It was just that, um, and it, it would add too much more time to this episode or already extra long episode. But I did, um, I do appreciate the fact that you brought up the, the studio series because I kind of I, I collected Transformers t- toys for quite a while, um, toys figures whatever, uh, and then I kind of fell off that that when when we got um, I think it was it was just after it was just after Prime, uh, there were some shining moments in the uh, kind of Titan Masters era. But uh, see, I'm still stumbling over my words because I just kind of fell off collecting the toys at that point. I still watched a lot of reviews online, hence being a fan of yours, Ben. But um, the studio series is really making it hard for me not to buy figures again when I go to the store because they they all are looking awesome. They're they're really knocking it out of the park. I said I was more or less done with movie figures. And I said I'll probably get... If, if it looks good, I'll probably get one of the uh, B- Volkswagen Bumblebees mm-hmm. from Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they did the studio series. And uh, so, like, now I have a bunch of them. They Again. all look great. I mean, Blackout is ev- the version, the toy version of Blackout that we always could have wanted, you know? Yeah. There, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely, like, there's a few that are kind of, eh. like, I mean, like, yeah. uh, Stinger. I mean, like, 
he's okay, but I just never cared for that design. Like the lockdown figure again, not bad, but not great. But all of the uh, like Ironhide's good. They finally figured out how to make that chest collapse and work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my only my only complaint really about the Studio Series line is that they're doing Jetfire that also combines with Prime, but you have to buy the different version of Prime that combines with Jetfire because the one they already released was Revenge of the Fallen Optimus Prime, or, or like was was it Revenge yeah. of the Fallen was. Yeah. Was it, it was one version of Optimus Prime, and now they're doing a, a different version of Optimus Prime that is the same vehicle mode and the same robot mode, but he combines with Jetfire, and it's like you should have made Jetfire to work with the Optimus Prime you already put out. I don't need every single form of every single conversion that every single main character robot went through. They didn't bother trying to make him backwards compatible with the already established figure right. that he combines with. Yes, or at least have the forethought to design uh, combiner connection points into the Optimus, knowing that they would eventually make a jet fire. Yeah, yeah, but oh well. But yeah, I just I thought it was cool that you brought that up because we mentioned a couple episodes ago that we wanted to do a little bit of toy talk at least. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Awesome. Well, yeah, I think I've I've pretty much. Um, exasperated is that the word i'm looking for i'm pretty much exhausted exhausted one of the two or exhausted yeah (laughs) but i mean i just i feel like i've i've pulled out everything that i've noticed so far in the trailers that have been released so far and i think i think we've got a pretty good especially having such an awesome guest this episode um i feel like we've got a pretty good cap on covering the bumblebee trailers and i think next next episode we're ready to move forward to something new cool well thank you for having me yeah i I can't thank you enough and if if i may be allowed to fanboy for just like a quick second to get out of my system um i love your reviews i've always felt like i mean i've uh, how do i word this right uh, I've I've watched I've watched other reviewers on YouTube um, being a huge Transformers fan and having collected the toys over the years, um, but I always end up going back to yours. I felt like yours were more comprehensive than others. Um, well, so I appreciate I've it. Thank you. Always been a fan of yours. I've been watching your videos since. Like I first got into watching your videos, doing research on the animated figures, and based on what you said earlier, it sounds like that was almost day one for you. So I guess yeah, I've been around. I, I since. think my my first video reviews, I, I think the first two I did were I got Ratchet and Black Arachnia early, ah. um, and those like and like nobody else had done videos for them, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like there aren't any, like, there aren't any videos for it. like because it all started like part of it was just a way of because people were getting things early and there were so many people like curious about them and how they worked. And like my whole thing was how, was how do these transform? How does this work? This is cool. Like it all started with just the mentality of like, I can share these with people. Like it's never been about gloating over what I have or anything like that. It's just, it's been about not everybody can buy every single transformers figure. I can't buy every single transformers figure, but it was just a, a, a way of, you know, they, they showed up first and I said, I can, instead of having to answer the same question 800 times in a picture forum, I can shoot my own video. I can share it with everybody. Everybody can get a look at it and have their own questions answered quickly, easily, boom. And, and that's how it all started. So having, but I remember it was those two. gives you an opportunity yeah. to when if you didn't cover something, you can cover it later as people ask it to. That's how right. 
I, I and I, and I try to, but like, man, I'm sure there's people who are like, he hate, I, I hate him. He never answered my question, but like, <laughs> I've got like over two thousand videos on my channel now, and like, people still go back and watch, you know, Revenge of the Fallen Prime and like your know, old reviews and comment on them. Like, I I just. I'm sorry. I, I do my best. I try to keep every time I post a new video on it, I actually need to put uh, one of the MicroMaster videos live here in a minute. Um, I try to keep up for a few days to get some of the general questions and answer them, but keeping up with all the comments is is just impossible. So I'm sorry if I ever missed your question. No, I've never, I've never. <laughs> well, I meant, I meant to anybody listening, not oh, necessarily yeah, you in particular. But um, hey, uh, if I may, Ben. Um, Moving forward, what are what are your plans then uh, with your channel? Uh, what could people Ooh. look forward to, and perhaps what would be a dream of yours to accomplish that may not be achievable? Hmm. Let me think about that. Like moving forward, my channel. Like I, I don't think there's going to be any major changes to it, um, in the, unless it just completely goes away. And and, and, I, and I don't mean that as doom and gloom. I, I, that's not my this this isn't uh it's gonna go away if you don't like hit my patreon one i don't i don't know that i could ever do that um no 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 and again that's not dissing anybody who has i always have to be careful because everybody's like what you're you'd never do a patreon you hate none and no i don't it's, it's not that it's just it's just it's just not in my nature like i can never be like give me money to keep doing this you know like mm-hmm. um so it's fun. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's at a point where like work, um, I real, I, I work for a radio station in real life, um, for the local NPR station. And we split our stations. Like we, we had enough money. We budgeted, we got, we bought out a different radio station and we, and we split between, it used to be kind of a mix of like classical and jazz and NPR news and, and, and stuff over the course of the day. And now we have a dedicated, here's music, all on one channel with the classical through the day, jazz in the evenings, lots of different various music on the weekends, like a world music show and things like that. Where And then their other station is just all news. It's all news and talk 24-7. And, uh, and that's, where I, that's where I work is over on the news side. But like one of our newscasters was – they eliminated that position. So now on top of running all the shows, like I also newscast in the afternoons. Oh, wow. Um, we were in a we're in a physically separate building from where we had been because the we're, we're, it's a corporation. We had like two TV stations, three TV stations, and then like two radio stations. Now it was just the one radio station in one building, and now the music stayed there because our music library is a bunch of CDs, and that was way harder to transport. Um, and news has moved over into a separate building. So I also do a lot of the IT work, helping people with their computers, making sure all the automation systems run. So when we don't have somebody actually sitting on the board, all the programs and underwriters play. So I, I've just been super busy lately. And uh, it, it's been taking a toll on when can I shoot videos? When can I I do it? And it, it may be something that eventually just isn't sustainable anymore i'm I'm gonna i plan on doing it for as long as i can i enjoy doing it um but uh and then something but i but 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 also at the same time like i'm aside from the uh the new little cartoon logo and upgrades like i don't know that i have any big plans in the works for the channel like i said i'm not trying to make it it's just something that i do i hope it's helpful to the community it's not something i really want to turn into like a 
a major brand or a market or anything like that. Um, something that I think would be impossible that I would love to do, like like with my channel or just in general? Yeah, just in general. Um, something impossible. I would... Huh. I'm trying to think of something. What would I like? I would like <laughs> to actually have some legit feedback because I've done it with some third-party stuff. Um, but I, I would like to be part of the design process, even if it's just play testing and saying, Oh, this doesn't work. Cause that's really where I think one of my strengths uh-huh. is with like an actual Hasbro toy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's let me see a transformer early enough and be like, all right, this is cool, but it needs to be able to do this and take out this stupid spring here. You know, like, like, uh-huh. I like to be able to give feedback on that, on something that wasn't that already released. Cause when toys come out, I'm very good about like, well, I, I did it with a lot of the animated figures too, where I'm like, this is cool, but like, the way they put this together, and it may have been a safety rule or whatever, like this doesn't fold up all the way, or these d- arms don't collapse all the way. Well, I took it apart, and I, I figured if you just cut this piece right here and make the channel a little deeper, now this collapses the right way. Like I would love to be able to do like some sort of like that kind of pass on an official thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work on the, the prototype out. building. That's cool. Right. And yeah. A lot of the stuff you review too is generally newer, like newer released stuff that's kind of current and relevant. So they don't necessarily have the mold degradation to fall, like excuse to fall back on. If a panel doesn't fit in another panel, it kind of goes right. right back to the design of the thing. Right. So, so awesome. I feel like you'd have a really good you I, if in a situation like that I would absolutely trust your judgment on a lot of that stuff <laughs> if not just because of the fact that you've been doing this for so long with not just Transformers but with other brands and other uh, toy manufacturers and franchises where you have knowledge of you've seen the good and you've seen the bad and you've seen the ugly and you you would be a good I I, th- I, th- I could see that happening for sure I don't yeah. think that's necessarily impossible I think that would be a valuable thing for companies to do you would think but like i I don't know i don't don't know we'll see yeah yeah all kinds of things to do in life and never enough time to complete them yeah Yeah, exactly so many hours in a day well, thanks. I appreciate it, Ben. Yeah, yeah that, be, that being thank said, you. based on based on that and the fact that you said you've been really busy lately, I cannot thank you enough for actually <laughs> responding to me on Twitter and 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 being a part of the show. It's so oh, no problem. Like I, I don't always catch those because I'm t- the way Twitter works is like it doesn't always show me. Like it's, when I go into private messages, it doesn't always show up. There's like a, I have to click on some other button to show people from people I don't actually already follow. Right, but. Yeah, I, I try to check that on on a semi regular basis, and uh, I, I happen to catch it. I've noticed well, the mobile app has some problems. I because I actually re- because I'm the media guy at the company that I work for. I rarely use the mobile app. I'm usually on desktop, and yeah. um, um, for some reason, when I'm messaging back and forth with you. Uh, on desktop, it shows up on the mobile app for whatever reason. It will take 10 or 15 minutes for the message. It'll tell me I have a message, and when I open up the notification, it'll say, we can't get the messages right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, no, nonetheless, um, you know, for you to spend the time with us is more than appreciated. Yeah. We've oh, probably done. And of course, very being welcome. a fan of yours, I really yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've definitely done triple the amount of time that we normally do. Uh, well, sorry about that. And I'm no, so no, glad. Be sorry about that. I love yeah. it. No, no that, that, that's what this talks. episode was about. Special, uh, special episode, uh, special guests. So, I yeah, to to spend that amount of time with us is um, I can't thank you enough. Well, oh, you're you're very welcome. Thank you for asking me to come on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So that 
being said, being a, a podcast where we're kind of we're ha- hyper analyzing movie trailers, I I would like to have the possibility in the future to possibly have either a spinoff show or kind of like a quote unquote week on, weekend edition where every now and then it's a mo- if it's a movie we're super excited about, maybe we record a podcast after we've gone to watch the movie that we've been beco- recording the trailers about. Um, I. I would love to do that with Pete and in the future, you don't have to answer now, but in the future, if you're interested to in, in joining us in a kind of post movie recording kind of review of, of the movie after it's come out, I would love to have you on again. Cause you're more than knowledgeable on the subject matter. Fair enough. Well, like I said, hit me up if you, if you want to, like, I can't always, depending on what's going on in my schedule, I can't always do something like this. Like today, like I said, no, I'm very much a night owl. Uh, I, I went to bed early last night so I could get up. But no, normally I'm like, normally I wake up around now uh, on on weekends. So, but I'm, I'm sure I want to. I got enough sleep last night to get up. So that means a lot. If it helps you feeling better, I was in Laporte until like one ish last night, <laughs> and I didn't get home until around three in the morning. So, yeah, that that sounds like more of a typical weekend for me. But. <sighs> All right. Well. Um, I guess uh, let's just wrap it up. Ben, where can people find you online? Uh, I am at youtube.com, username P-R-P-E-A-U-G-H. I am on Twitter under the same name. Um, And if you want to hear me from like 3 to 7 Eastern time in the afternoons on the radio, you can check out the news stream at ideastations.org slash listen. Awesome. Awesome. Pete, where can people find you online? PeteBella.com, or you can look into Instagram and Twitter. It's Pete Bella as well. You'll find me there. And same for me. I have the same situation. My website is CalebFerris.com, and you can find me on social media channels under my name as well. Uh, But I, as per typical, I always post links to everything that uh, seems relevant that we talked about uh, the trailers that we covered uh, the social media accounts and websites for everybody who's involved in the show uh, as well as if you're listening to the audio version there's a link to the video version in the podcast description and vice versa if you're watching the video version check out the description you can download the audio version on you can either download just a straight up mp3 or yeah, MP3. Um, <laughs> brain fart there for a second. Um, or you can subscribe to the podcast on pretty much any pod. It's it's on the iTunes library, so it goes to every other podcast thing. Podcast yeah. addicts, Stitcher. And? And? Be sure to check out Ben's channel on YouTube. No, thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, this link it below. Right there. <laughs> uh, there will be a link to his channel and his social media on uh, in the descriptions of literally everywhere this could possibly be. Um as well so ben thank you so much for joining us and uh, you're very welcome thanks everybody for tuning in or and listening or watching to the show and i will i will see you next episode later guys (laughs) thank you so much see you guys